Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. It is October 28th, 2022. Wrestling Inc. Podcast, SmackDown, AEW Rampage. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Alfred, Issa. Alfred, what up? First. Are you feeling oozy tonight? I'm <laughs> feeling very oozy tonight. I don't know who's not feeling oozy after tonight, but yes, indeed I am. Oh my God, Issa, how oozy are you this evening? I'm so oozy. I exploded with oosiness tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much to discuss, so much to dive into. Man, Rampage was live tonight, and SmackDown still like just brought it with uh, that Bloodline promo. I mean, even the return of uh-huh. Emma, more Bray, and Jay uh, Uso corpsing. Yes. Oh, uh, bodies. <laughs> Bodies everywhere in that That's ring great. tonight with the corpsing. Uh, we had a visit tonight from uh, Uncle Hardy, which we'll talk about <laughs> later in the That's episode. That's under the mask. I see. Yes. Uh, and so much more to dive into. So, Alfred, before we get into the show, what is going on in the news? Well, you mentioned Emma returning tonight. Triple H era has seen a lot of returns. And if you're sick of them, Don't get sick of them because there are going to be more returns, potentially. It looks like Chelsea Green kind of signed with WWE and is set to return. Of course, she was part of Triple H's NXT. She did have a couple of injuries while on the main roster briefly, including a wrist injury that she suffered after leaving WWE. But it looks like she's on her way. And the streets are also saying that Zack Ryder might be on his way back. Wow. I don't know Zack Ryder. I know Matt Cardona. Okay, well. Uh, he'll, have to change that. he'll have to copyright that if he wants to be that in WWE. Well, you're I'm very question. happy for Chelsea yeah. Green. I think she was yes. very. I think she had a very bad luck with injuries, and we never really got to see what she can do in WWE. So I'm excited to see her now. Here's my question, Alfred. As a writer for Forbes, maybe you can dig into this. What are these deals that they're doing? Are these standard main roster deals? Are they doing hybrids where it's short-term contracts and they could perhaps work some indie dates because Triple H just wants that short-term pop? Maybe they don't have as much of a long-term plan. I'm very curious with these, how, if they're structuring them any differently given that these cuts originally happened due to budget trims. Yeah, that is a very interesting question. I would love to know the answer to that. I would be surprised if they all were short-term contracts. That's not typically what WWE does for the main roster. NXT, yes, but that's the thing. It's a Triple H era. So in NXT, he'd bring in a Jushin Thunder Liger for a short-term one-off, and then he'd go away. And he would do that with some wrestlers, which is not something you always see on the main roster. So as much as it's not very much like WWE to do that, it is like Triple H to do something like that. But with some of the people they brought back, they're people who were part of WWE, so I don't see why it would have to be temporary like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Agreed. Well, SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown 
can barely even feature the women on the SmackDown roster as is. And I'm glad they're expanding it, and I hope they get more airtime, but I, yeah, like, but uh, what's the long-term plan? You know? It is a lot of returns. Like, it's great to see, and they're great reactions mostly, and it's cool to see new blood, but at some point, you got to start paying some of this stuff off, and they're really starting to kind of have their cup runneth over with all these returns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I look forward to more. You know, maybe maybe we will get Tyler Breeze back. Yeah, that's one thing that keeps you watching, though. That is a good thing about it, is that you never know who's going to show up. So if that keeps happening in terms of SmackDown, people will have a reason to watch. Yes, and, uh, you know, maybe Emelina will go to AEW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two contracts. Well, speaking of contracts, Sasha Banks' WWE contract in the story that refuses to die We've heard that she was released. We heard she wasn't. We heard they returned. We heard that's not necessarily true because she changed her name. The latest from Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is that there are still hangups in negotiations between Sasha Banks and WWE, but it appears as if Sasha Banks, as of this writing, is technically under contract with WWE. Whether or not she'll return is anybody's guess. I did see her at the Wakanda Forever premiere with the new date. That, that was oh, yeah. great and everything. Usos were there too. Uh, what do you think about Sasha Banks, and when do you think we're going to see her, Isa? Um, I just want Sasha Banks to be happy. <laughs> Whatever it is that she does, as long as she's happy, I would love to see her back. I'm not even going to deny that. I was very vocal about maybe not wanting her to go to AEW. I think WWE is, is a better platform for her. Uh, however, depending on how long these negotiations go on for, since there is no PLE, um, in December, you know, um, I will, I will, I will wait it out to the Rumble. I want Triple H's Royal Rumble to just be like insane yeah. and, and talked yeah. about for a while and really feel like WrestleMania um, yeah. season has begun. So if I'm Triple H and I have those big of names like just on my back pocket, I will save them for for building up this this massive um, LA WrestleMania coming up. Yeah, and before we go to you, Glenn, yeah. that's a, a, just really quick. That's a good point, yeah. Ethan. I was just kind of thinking about this. If Triple H would have waited, you know, a couple more months until the Royal Rumble, he could have filled up an entire Royal oh, Rumble yeah. with like all surprise appearances, and most people would get a pretty big pop from like two thirds yeah. of this Royal Rumble. They need like two more shows to showcase the entire roster they have right now. They have so much talent, and I don't know if they're going to start doing two touring productions again because for a while they were doing that but if you looked at some of the photos from that man when smackdown was running monday nights in like high school gymnasiums and rec centers like uh some of those shows were pretty sparsely attended i don't know how they could have been making money i'm also i'm also okay with not seeing everybody every week so if your roster is that deep that you can kind of alternate you know who shows up this week because granted i would love to see roman reigns every week on every show literally not just Raw smackdown everything that i watch i want to see roman reigns be a part of i feel like him not being there every week does make his appearances feel more special so you can probably do something like that um you know and, and kind of protect some of these returns i mean smackdown is pretty darn repetitive week in and week out yeah, I'd it's say that about WWE TV in, in general, in terms yeah. of, but I do think it has been better, where mm -hmm. there's yeah. not as much wackiness, and then the surprises do help, and it does feel fresh. Mm -hmm. um, well, we go from uh, yeah, Sasha Banks' fallout with WWE to another CM Punk in this <sighs> AEW buyout. Apparently, this investigation has been wrapped up because the elite is on the way back, and the latest out of uh, CM Punk versus AEW is that 
some of the top AEW stars are now saying that they refuse to work with CM Punk. It's not likely he's going to be back with AEW, but we still don't know that for a fact. But this is something I touched on in my latest pro wrestling bit in terms of why WWE should not bring CM Punk in, which has been something of a smoky rumor. Because if they want an AEW free agent, some of these top guys are going to look at Phil Brooks in that locker room and say, hell no, I'm not going over there. I just got a pro wrestling bit certification, so shout out to you, multitasking hey. king. <laughs> Schedule post, you know. <laughs> so I think AEW should really rub salt in the wound and just make Colt Cabana AEW world champion. Let's go. Let's go. I'm all And then it. have a segment where Nick Hausman is out there doing improv with Colt Cabana. No. <laughs> <laughs> we get the reunion. Yeah. I mean, let's just do it right, you know? But no, I mean, look, I don't know what CM Punk like. Who who is holding the 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 flame uh to, you know, quote cheap trick who is out there being like man really hope punk i mean i'm not seeing anyone being like miss cm punk really would like oh, to see him had, back he has his fan base and in wrestling everybody who can draw gets nine lives if that i mean i yeah. think Jeff hardy is the darkest and worst example of that but if you can draw money any promotion will give you that many more chances and again triple h's chief goal is to put aew out the pasture or to really just make them more diminished than ever and i think he sees that as an opportunity to hurt aew and that's one of the positives of doing that maybe but i think holy would be a horrible idea i don't know i think cm punk should send a thank you note to kanye west for uh <laughs> overshadowing how much someone Make him the implode. second biggest heel yeah i mean christ like i mean cm punk really burned goodwill with the wrestling community yeah, yeah. I had a long conversation during my watch along tonight about, about this whole CM Punk situation and a lot of people in the chat who are in fact fans of CM Punk express disappointment, which I, I always hate hearing that. I'm not mad at you, I'm disappointed because I think mm. that actually hurts more than being mad at someone, you know. What a what a tragic story. I was actually rooting for CM Punk to yeah. for this run to be something special and, and, and if this is the end, it just feels like such a tragic story, but I can't overlook just how unprofessional the whole thing and how everything just went down and, and that all our press conference is just going to be something that it just puts a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. Except it for is. the muffin. The muffin was delicious. Also, shout out to Larry because apparently Larry is okay. And the story about Larry was false. Yeah, that so was we're weird. happy There's for Larry. Weirdness going there. The CM Punk I don't know if TMZ is working in there, but uh, somebody's coming up with all these storylines that they're that have just been thrown at the wall and made to stick. And the story always seems to change from the CM Punk camp. It's but Larry's always weird. involved. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame a dog because the dog can't defend itself. It's like, oh no, Larry started talking that stuff. Larry took the first swing at Matt Jackson, is what happened. That's what we're gonna hear next. <laughs> Matt Jackson. Oh man. Yeah, it ain't good, man. It ain't good. Poor Larry. Okay, well, CM Punk, uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, leading into SmackDown, there were rumors about Bray Wyatt, of course, naturally feuding with Roman Reigns in the bloodline, but apparently coming out of the WWE camp, and this actually gives me a breath of fresh air, is that they said, where will we go from there? They're apparently down on the idea of a potential feud between Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. I 100% agree. I think it sounds much better on paper than it would in real life. I need to see this Bray Wyatt thing kind of build up with somebody else before he gets to the title because I think it could really sink a lot of ships in terms of Bray Wyatt, his history of kind of downplaying baby faces. So I'm glad. I hope they don't do anything with Roman Reigns until this is proven to be a success. Do we know from the second taping tonight 
did they do the Bray Wyatt thing in the second SmackDown taping in front of an audience? Have we heard anything? I don't know. I think Not it's yet. ongoing right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's probably still going on. I think this is going to happen regardless. I just hope it's not the first thing we throw at Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns have such a history. And we didn't really touch base on it when, when Bray Wyatt was the fiend outside of Roman coming back, winning the title, you know, mm-hmm. from them. Bray and, and, and Roman never got back. And if you go back to their history, that Hell in a Cell match they had back in 2015, I believe it was, like... Like Roman is one of those opponents in Bray's past that I would assume he he has on his sights. I just hope it's not something that they do yet. But you had the number one heel and the number one baby face. It's, it's bound to happen eventually. I just hope that we just wait it out. Well, man, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. But look, I didn't watch SmackDown last week. But tonight, that Bray Wyatt promo, I felt like I could have been watching two weeks ago. Like this felt very much like a repeat. That's the- not very yeah. OC of you, Glenn. Not very OC. <laughs> It was like, put them side by side on a screen. And I'm telling you, the problem with this get the, the problem with this whole alternate reality game puzzles, build everything they've been doing is you can only build so much. So you have to start paying it off. And we got a little bit of a payoff tonight, but uncle howdy, I'm sorry. I'm like, I had flashbacks. Remember those Duracell commercials with the Puttermans and the weird, like rubber face robot people. Like, <laughs> I was getting vibes of that. I was like, oh, this may be, and I'm I'm rooting for this Bray thing big time, but I was like, oh, this is maybe not the great payoff I was hoping for. Okay, well, we're not at the payoff yet, to be fair to Bray Wyatt. I do agree it was absolutely repetitive. I kind of like that in terms of the pacing of this because I feel like you do need to digest this slowly. I felt like that was a problem with the old Bray Wyatt is that they tried to throw too much at you at the same time, and it became overwhelming to where it was harder to understand Hopefully they're able to slowly roll this out, but hopefully they're actually able to roll it out because I agree that it hasn't really moved at a a very fast pace in terms of explaining why he's back and what's next. Uh, But I will say, as much as I kind of like the Uncle Howdy, it did kind of tick down toward campy. So I hope they don't keep getting campy with this. And Uncle Howdy was the dude in the mask two weeks ago. It's, It's the mask dude unmasked. Yeah. But the mask, mask dude, the mask. Un, the, 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 yes, the man behind the mask, to quote Alice Cooper. Uh, but the problem is that, like, that makeup or whatever they were doing with that was just kind of like, ooh, okay, maybe. I mean, like, and I'm, look, here's the deal, man. Like, Huskis, Ramblin' Rabbit, Muscle Man, Bray, Fiend, everything else Bray Wyatt has done when they've revealed a new face of Bray or a new shade to this character. Like he has been on a roll. The last misstep when he was when he almost wrestled his sister Abigail against Finn Balor before he had like the mumps or whatever, like four years ago. Like that was the last or five years ago. That was the last Bray Wyatt misstep. Everything else has been aces. And tonight that makeup job was just kind of like this is not as cool as everything that he's 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 done in recent memory. No, I disagree. We'll get into it. Okay, well, I mean because. I mean, I could talk about this all night. This is like the big, because this is the biggest story in all of wrestling. This in the bloodline, certainly the biggest story in all of WWE. What, what, do you, what do you want? You want him to just like rush it? No, 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 no. Okay. Two two different things. And we should talk about this. Do we have any other news, Alfred? No news, except okay. five, five, Phillies are rowing back. Okay. Here's the thing. So there's two things. One, Thanks, one, <laughs> one, there's the content of like, where's the stories going in a payoff and I'll give a pass. And okay, tonight we saw the face of Uncle Howdy, right? That was the big reveal. Bray came out and he cut a promo similar to the one he cut two weeks ago 
but we saw the face of Uncle Howdy. So there's the content. I would have liked a little more on the content side and like explanation or payoff or just the next step, maybe who the opponent is, what's going on. But there's the content and there's the presentation. So even if I set aside and say the content wasn't an issue for me, the presentation as someone like I watched Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4 last night and I look at what The Fiend was, I look at just basic special effects and that Uncle Howdy makeup was fucking whack. That was some <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it, it gave me it gave me uh, Michael Myers in uh, Halloween 5. I hated that mask. I hated that mask so much. It gave me those vibes. Yeah, so even if we go look apart from the content, like that person, I mean, like The Fiend is badass. Like he did um, very campy, interesting things um sean ross happened to mention that uncle Addy looks like brace uncle perry windham but i just want to call up the mask a second here and and show just so everyone because we kind of saw it in a fleeting fashion but i think it's important just to look at this and this is not like this is not the a plus tom's uh savini um special effects that we got previously you know, to be honest, from that angle, that actually looks kind of dope. Yeah. I, I remember looking at it. Because I, I remember looking prettier than that, but... When he was little... moving, it didn't look as good. And the mustache looked a I little... I think it's the hair. I think it's the hair that's bothering you. It's, it's kind of Mad you. Hatter vibes. Yeah. Like a methed out Mad Hatter. I don't know, man. This looks like your local haunted house more than like Hollywood special <laughs> effects. Heather, Heather in the chat says, that's totally me without makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And and part I, of it too, and, and here okay, here's the thing, Issa. I'm even gonna give Bray a pass. This isn't Bray's fault. WWE right. should not be using like cable TV sports lighting. Like they should have done something a little more cinematic with this right, perhaps. right. Because if you want to talk about presentation and, and waiting it out, we saw the fiend flash in, in Firefly Funhouse segments for weeks i mean those segments went on forever and you know that there was a demon that was like like haunting him but it was presented a lot different than what this is being presented with bray doing the in-ring you know promos but it's giving me firefly funhouse vibes in how they're gonna take a while to pay this off yeah. maybe um uh, maybe not doing the same thing every week i mean the firefly funhouse um episodes felt different every week and i can see your point when it comes to the similarity between the promos, I still cannot be anymore hooked to wanting to find out what it means and where it's all going. It kind of is the same pacing as the last time around, because if you'll remember, they did weeks of buildup to the Firefly yeah. Funhouse even happening, took- where you'd see a different puppet every week. Then they slowly started rolling out those weekly segments. And I'll agree that they did seem very different every week for maybe the first month and a half, but they did have some sameness after that, but it was still kind of a slow rollout to even the theme. So this is nothing new for Bray Wyatt to slowly. It roll took, this I believe, out. it was four, four Firefly yeah. Funhouse segments before we saw the first flash of the fiend in that mask, and which was very quick before we started seeing more of him. All we were getting were the creepy "Let me in" at the end, you know, in the first couple of Firefly Funhouse. But you could tell that there was a lot of thought into those Firefly Funhouse segments and how they were going to present things. However, I do think it's just taking the same amount of time to to get to the payoff well we had like months of build-up to him showing up at extreme rules and then the promos what was his promo last week i didn't watch smackdown last week it was a I don't like this promo. 
He just had a backstage. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, I want to see more of my face. So I was, I was thinking, I was thinking of uh, the the Primus video. No. For, the Primus no, video for Winona's Big Brown Beaver, uh, and those Duracell commercials. I don't know. Um, I just think, uh, man, yeah, it just bummed me out. I think it'll be fine. I think I'm still interested and I want to see where they go with this. So it's got me locked in. He was very popular with the fans tonight. I think people yeah. continue to be interested in this. And as long as they're able to tell a story and they know where this is going, I'm all for it. And, and, and if you looked at the QR code that flashed to the screen tonight, it led to a picture of him cutting that promo from a couple of weeks ago and the word liar like all over it. So is he playing with the fans at this point, like this genuine braid that we're getting? Is that really who he is? What are we teasing here? I'm, I'm still into it, but I do understand the presentation might have not been up to standards based on what we got last time. But this doesn't feel like it's going to be so like horror movie style as it was last time, too. I mean, you got Uncle Howdy. I mean, of course, which makes you think of Captain Howdy from The Exorcist. I love uh, The Exorcist is my favorite horror movie of all time. So any Howdy references, I'm gonna be here for them. Should we? Should we show? Should we show Captain Howdy? Should we freak everyone out? Yes. It's almost Halloween. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Okay. So <laughs> let me tell this story quickly. Um, so I'm in bed one night at my uh, wife. Where are we going with this? <laughs> I, no, I'm at my wife's apartment. Okay. Um, so. I'm in bed at my wife's apart at my wife's apartment when we're dating. She's asleep, and you know I have trouble sleeping. We've established this, um, so I can't sleep. And I'm like reading about The Exorcist. I'm like, oh, The Exorcist, whatever. That that ain't scary, you know. And then it's talking about Reagan is haunted by the demon Pazuzu, who she calls Captain Howdy. So I'm sitting on the bed looking at my laptop, and I'm in the darkness. All I see in front of me is the screen of Wikipedia, and I open it up. And then I see staring at me when I click on the Captain Howdy link for The Exorcist. I see this face staring at me from Wikipedia <laughs> in a dark room. It's like the demon is looking at me through the laptop. And I immediately shoved the laptop off the bed. I was like that freaked out by this. Kind of looks like Danhausen. It does kind of look like Danhausen. <laughs> Yes, testosterone. Glenn is saying he's a demon in bed. It was my experience with the demon in bed, but not in a good way. <laughs> um, and they only show that subliminally in The Exorcist. It's like just quick little frames. Yeah, a couple of flashes. He flashes on the screen a couple of times. Yeah, Cap there was like that shit's Uncle Howdy. Uh, one of those viral, original viral like like jump scares was like a super calm video and then at the end they will flash that image like one of the oh, original yeah, viral videos the, the car was driving with the family yes. and the peaceful drive yeah i see people with that all the time <laughs> oh my god captain I mean, howdy not, is a legend come on not like when i watched the movie carrie for the first time and i get to the end and i'm just like on the edge of my bed watching it my arms are dangling down over the bed and then when the hand comes up from the grave and again i was like ah just freaking out oh glenn <laughs> you know you gotta watch it uh how you watch these movies so let's uh jump into some super chats thank you everyone for tossing money at us we will now dance for you uh breeze uh sheet black 999 bring cm punk to wwe i'm for it isa bmmsm i don't want to know what that means he stands for big meaty man slapping meat don't google it uh <laughs> alfred's mind's going to place i'm about to smoke my cigar and listen to this podcast youtube has restrictions on super chats by the way oh youtube what interesting YouTube don't want people to give us money what yeah what kind of communism 
Are we in? <laughs> Mia Lee, 499, Solo's a badass's energy is just on a different level, and Jakara Jackson made her level up debut tonight. Y'all should check her out. Sounds good. Will do. Thank you, Mia. And I agree about Solo. He's just on a different level. Absolutely. He fits like a glove as we knew he would in the bloodline. Street champion. McCloud, $2. Looks like Oz from World of Warcraft. Oh, it kind of does look like... I was thinking Oz from oh, WCW. No. Oh, Oh, yeah, WCW. Oh, got it. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It, wow. This actually really does look like Oscar. <laughs> uh, even, even down to the lighting. Wow. Uh, let me uh, find a good uh, photo of this and open this up for the people. The people. For the people. For the people. That's what we do everything for on this podcast. For find Master Blaster while you're at it. Yes. Quick update: It's still five five. Looks like we're going to extra innings. We're in the middle of the ninth. There it is, Uncle Howdy, everybody. <laughs> Uncle Howdy, look at him go. <laughs> and Sheed Black nine ninety nine brings. Oh no, wait, I read there that one already. Sheed, I uh, wholly disagree. A, Sheed, different one. Was there a different Sheed? Sheed, I apologize if there was another. Super chat. No, it was the same. She gave the super chat twice. Wow. Thank you. So nice. He Big meaty man slapping meat. I'll say it twice just in case. But uh, Calvin R. Alexander give Jakara Jackson all the belts. Wow. Look at Jakara Back Jackson. There. The streets are loving it. I'm still pissed that Nikita Lyons got pinned. Oh, man. We and spoke the... out on your behalf, Glenn. We did you yeah, justice. We did. And we the fake win. Protested. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Couldn't believe Horrible. that. Horrible. So bad. They screwed the pooch. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the opening to the show. The Usos were going to be all on the same page tonight. They had a discussion. They were all going to win the matches. The Brawling Brutes took on the bloodline. They were going to win. But Jay, oh Jay, you lovable scamp, pulled Sammy out of the ring. They began to argue. Sakoa tried to separate them. Butch got the better of the situation pin Sami Zayn Raw and Brutes getting that win and they knew they were going to have to answer to the Tribal Chief. Roman Reigns came out to chew out Jay Uso and it looked like he was almost about to excommunicate him from the bloodline Sami Zayn intervened Lately he just hasn't been very Usy <laughs> and with that we saw so many grown men Barely hold their shit together in the ring. Just corpsing. Jay Uso, who's being yelled at, being threatened to be kicked out of his family, was laughing. Roman yeah, Reigns was hothead. laughing. Paul Heyman, like solo. It was like it was like the scene in Stand By Me. It's like somebody throws up, everybody starts throwing up. Somebody started laughing, everybody started laughing. Not since like like an SNL sketch with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yes. Have yeah. I seen this many people lose it? Um, so the resolution that came from this was that he needs to get his oosiness back or else Sammy Zayn is going to change his name to Sammy Uso. I think Roman's going to replace him in the Uso. Sammy's going to be tag team champ with Jimmy. Uh, if, uh, Jay does not get his oosiness back. <laughs> Issa, what did you think of this segment? Uh, first of all. The pop when Roman Reigns came out 
was absolutely incredible. The chance, the, the chance for Roman, even when they were getting into it, and Jay Uso said, "I don't give a damn what the tribal she says," and you heard the entire crowd go, <gasps> "Like Roman Reigns, they have managed to build a star, which is something that WWE has failed to do for a long, long time." Um, so I'm, I'm just happy to see that. I love, I love how Jay Uso was like, "I don't like your face. I don't like your hair. You're a fake ass Uso." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love everything about this segment. Is there anybody in the planet cooler than Roman Reigns who breaks character and he still looks like the coolest, smoothest freaking thing happening in the ring? You could tell that Jay Uso just wanted to turn around because he could not hold it and Roman would not let him, which made the whole thing just so funny. This was A++. I loved everything about this segment. I love the interaction between everyone the show peaked too early though the show oh, yeah. peaked too early so it has no choice but to with a segment this good very similar right? to the honorary ooze segment but this is just great television <laughs> they've just got all these pieces in place and they all have chemistry with one another which is so hard to do in wrestling as a stable i feel like we see so many stables that they're just putting guys together and it's supposed to get one guy over but everybody's getting over in this stable. Like everybody has these clearly defined roles. WWE likes to do all these sketches. And like, we saw so many of them on Halloween Havoc that were really bad. I want to see a five to 10 minute sketch of character development with these characters. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think that would be very uh, entertaining, but this continues to be very uh, fire in terms of them opening these shows. And I love Roman Reigns had to stop in the middle of his promo <laughs> because yeah. he started laughing. And then Jay was like covering his face. It was just so great. And such a funny line. And, and Jimmy in the background was just straight up laughing. Dying. You could see, dying. like, Jimmy just, like, he wasn't even trying to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Paul, like, sent it to commercial. I, I would love to see the audience footage of when they could all just finally lose it. Yeah, they just, like, fall on the ground. Somebody's got to have that tape. I want to see that. Oh <laughs> I mean, like, like we need to petition WWE and Peacock to bring back Ride Along for one episode. Yeah. With at least Sammy and Roman. Right no, the entire it. the entire bloodline yeah. needs to be in it. Yeah, they could rent a suburban. Oh my god! Yeah. Like this was so good, and this is the problem, though. You know, when they do something that I mean, look, and this is kind of what we talked about earlier. This is movement. Like now, there's an ultimatum that's happening, which makes the story way more interesting uh, to see where we're going to go from here. But then the execution of this, the break, like this was so much fun. Yeah, that it really did a disservice to everything that came after it. Like, if Bray hadn't been back, this probably would have been the final segment of the show. Yeah, but on TV, you could only do so much in know, terms of surprising people and entertaining people. So it, it, yeah. you do want your best segments to be the first and last. And one of the reasons did. one of the reasons why it was so good is because it was organically, everybody broke character, it, yeah. it got funny. You don't, you, I don't think that they knew this is how it was going to be received by the crowd, by Roman, by everybody, you know, I, I don't know. Sam is saying it's gold. We've established that. I remember seeing him walk backstage wearing the Bloodline t-shirt, thinking it was going to be just a week or two kind of gag for him to do after WrestleMania. And I should have known better because Sammy just makes everything that they give him work, not just work, turns it into gold. And I bring back that Johnny Knoxville match at WrestleMania and how much I love not just the match, the build up to the field with him, like releasing the phone number and, and Sammy saying going to Johnny Knoxville's hometown. Like Sammy saying it's very good. But I would assume that you put this segment there because you think, hey, we're just going to have Roman Reigns show up, have a talking segment in the ring. It was probably that good because it was it went off the rails and that's what made it brilliant. And you can't plan for that and where to put it on the show. 
And I really did like how Jay Uso said, I don't give a damn about the tribal chief. And it did get that big gasp. And this made me think of this is something AEW needs to do better in terms of getting those reactions for fake, creative, made up reasons rather than based on reality. Because to get a reaction like that in AEW, you have to mention somebody's real life or WWE or John Cena or something like that. But with WWE, I know you'll disagree with this, Issa, but Roman Reigns is not a real tribal chief. There was no real ceremony. Somebody in creative came up with that term, but they protected it so well. Issa will be back. I'm sorry, Issa, I expected it. They protected it so well and then such a good job building this gimmick up that when you say something like, I don't give a damn about the tribal chief, it gets a reaction from the crowd because they're connected to a gimmick. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Yeah, the action to the crowd is something that I really enjoyed about that because like I was saying, you build a star, it takes a long time, but that's how you know you're really working on it. You could just see everybody audibly gasp in the background, which I love. And to your point in regards to AW, the only person that makes me feel something is is MJF um, when, when he cuts his promos, you know. But a lot of the things that I was invested into SmackDown tonight, and maybe that is why sometimes the dynamite watching experience isn't the same for me were promos, character development, storylines, you know, like there was a, there was some good matches, but the two things that I wanted to talk about was Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. These were in-ring promos. This wasn't wrestling. And I do think that Dynamite could use a little more of real storylines and developing these characters so that you can become invested. So when they come out, you don't go like, who is this? Or, oh yeah, he's still there, you know? Yeah, and they won't shoot on each other backstage. Ah, uh, so... We had a video hyping the Viking Raiders and Sarah Logan. Like, okay, so they just watched Yellow Jackets, right? And then they had to. They had I mean, this to. This is so. <laughs> yeah. This is starting it's to the bite. Elder Queen. Like, that's what yeah. it is. This shit's starting to bite so hard. 100%. Like, at first it was like, oh, this is kind of similar. And now it's just like, you're just, this is just regurgitated word salad. Yeah. Like, you're just coming up with stuff, you know? I mean, come on. You they know? They get Liv Morgan to play Misty quickly. Yes, they should. Um, I mean, we had that pseudo crossover with Glow backstage that one time. Oh, I missed that show on Netflix. That show on Netflix was so good for like Con too soon. Oh my god, awesome Con should have won an Emmy for that. Did she? No, she should have. And why? Why isn't did, Kia? But... Why isn't Kia getting more acting work? She really like, should. Yeah, she was a revelation in that show. Like her performance was so goddamn good. Like, I was disappointed a little when she came back to AEW because I was like, I really was hoping. Oh, it definitely seemed beneath her. Not just coming to wrestling in general, but coming to the second wrestling company after what I think was an Emmy-worthy performance. And and she's got it in her. I I think she lands the right role. She could win, like, Oscars. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, She's retired from ingering competition right now, but it was sort of quiet because it happened during the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. Um. So, the New Day versus Maximum Male Models. Why? I don't know, but New Day won. The streets are saying New Day are going to be free agents in 2024, so if WWE wants to re-sign these guys, they better, uh, you know, come up with something. Do you think this is a result of not only doing the New Day versus the Usos too much, but the tag team titles being tied up to these bloodline storylines where I don't yeah. feel like the Usos are going to drop these belts anytime soon. So you have to throw these tag teams in like these really random matches. Mm. Also, 
the new day hasn't just felt the same since Biggie's injuries. Agreed. Yeah. So good seeing them back together at the Wakanda Forever premiere. Yeah, they look great. Um, Sheed Blackbug 99 Super Chat YouTube won't let you type out BMMSM. Hmm. Uh, Big meeting man slapping me. Oh, yeah, I get it. It probably censors that because, uh, yeah. Uh, Steve Marco Chili, Buck 99, Cargill versus Bianca will be money someday. Totally agree. No matter where it happens. Hopefully yes. in WWE. I mean, I want to see Jade Cargill in WWE. I think she just screams mm-hmm. WWE. Dream Mom Studio saying, I hope the crazy version of Liv pays off. I think Liv and Chucky should be together I'm now. Really after honest, I thought Charles they were going to I thought they were going to stop with Liv being dead <laughs> after she got killed by Chucky. Like Liv is just dead. Morgan's <laughs> just not with us anymore. Did they write her off? The, I'm glad they that didn't would, write her off this show. That would be a hell of a way to like legitimately reboot a character. You know? Words. It's like the Miz got attacked by zombies and then the Miz just came back. Yeah. Yeah. He should have come back as Zombie Miz. I was going to say, would you rather have seen him in like a tattered suit? Yeah. A zombie, zombie Miz would have been over as fuck. That would have been huge. That could, I think an NXT would have had a better chance. Zombie yeah. Miz is easy to chant too. So he could have made it work. <laughs> I know. Uh, Caleb Braxton was backstage with Sony Deville. Liv Morgan uh, got into it with Sony Deville. And we saw Braun Strowman hyping up his match with Elmos. We saw I'm sorry, Ron that 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 nose and that septum piercing do not go together. Oh, with Braun, it's very distracting. It doesn't fit right. I don't know what it is, but he needs to either take it off or I don't know. I've never liked. I've never liked the nose. You know what it reminds me of? Return of the Jedi, the Gamorrean guard in Jabba's palace. Like, no, it the- looks great on Bray. Bra- yeah, I was Braun's gonna say, nose is too big. Is it? I'm surprised they let Braun still have his now that Bray's back and he's got a piercing. I mean, Bray ha- Braun has been linked to Bray Wyatt's Wyatt Six stable, so maybe that everybody has to get one. <laughs> Did you ever have like? I feel like people thought that was a thing, but I never had like a group of my friends who were at the mall like, "Hey, everybody, let's get all let's all get the same piercing." Yeah, I never liked it. Yeah, that'd be a weird montage. You know, do that. Go to the Orange Julius. Like we're all walking around. <laughs> we're so me, cool. That's my idea. It's at 2 a.m. We either get tattoos <laughs> or piercings. Otherwise, you're not extreme enough. <laughs> uh, she'd black saying 4.99. Alfred Red Lobster money. Get you some biscuits. Yes, my man. <laughs> There's nothing. That, I'll I'll spin it on. Uh, here's what I'll do. I'll get the cheddar biscuits because those are fire. But then I'll take them to Applebee's. Oh, there you go. Um. Okay, let's talk about Ronda Rousey and her open challenge answered by Emma, who did not get completely destroyed in this match. Emma got some offense. Oh, and no, yeah. I'm surprised Emma's back. Uh, you know, as Janelle Dashwood, she had a really good run in Impact. Uh, definitely made the most of her time out of WWE. I'm excited to see her back. But again, like they just have so many women they're already not really featuring on the show. Alfred, are you excited? Oh, I'm going to let Issa go first, but I'm, <laughs> I don't know about being excited about this return. I like Emma. I remember how great she was in NXT, but be- between her being over in NXT, which most of the main roster people don't watch, and the fact that it's been so long since then, I don't think these people really knew who she was. And you can tell the 
Papa's piped in. It's good to see her back. She's a good hand to have. But yes, this is becoming a problem in WWE in that we're getting too many returns and not enough follow-up. And there is a limited amount of TV time, even in WWE. And I just don't want them to find themselves in a situation where they brought all these people back, but they don't have anything for them. Yeah. Isa. I think I think a different mic is picking you up, Issa. You sound very oh, quiet now. We'll figure this out. Um, they used her last theme music, not the original Evil Emma music, which I always liked. Also, I missed the dancing. Yeah, we didn't get dancing Emma back. Maybe people would have gone crazy for that. But hopefully they recapture something because she is Evil Emma. She's a heel version, but she's a hell of a worker. She's a good hand, very talented. But to your point, Glenn, they are bringing a lot of these people back. And it's particularly uh, kind of hurting the women's division because naturally they don't get as much TV time. But I hear WWE is going to go all in with women in 2023. There's a lot of... Um, Really? Maybe an Evolution 2, maybe a Mae Young Classic. Today there, was, today there was some, yeah, like people were tweeting about Evolution. It seemed more than normal today. Yeah. A bit. Isa. <laughs> I could see him doing it. Can you hear me now? Yeah. We got okay. you. So, yes, Emma. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's two ways you can look at it. If you're positive, hey, she got a title shot against Ronda Rousey in her return, which is a big deal. If you're not a positive person, she she lost. And where do you go from here? Um, I thought she looked great. I, I was never big on Emma personally, but I'm very happy for her. And to the people that were able to be surprised by this, good for you, because it was all over the internet. So it's very hard to have wrestling surprises nowadays anymore, because everybody kind of knew about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, her and Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke's a face now, though. But they should get back together. Is she? I don't know what Dana Brooke is uh, doing. Ever since Triple H came into town, that 24-7 title has gone invisible. It's it was good when they were together. She was doing the playtime is over was her catchphrase. She, you know, and the flip, the goddamn flip in Dana Brooke's entrance is still the most impressive thing I've ever seen in a wrestling entrance. Yeah, does she still do it? I don't think she does it anymore. I don't think she does it anymore. But, I mean, like that, like, do you even figure out like, could you do that, Alfred? I couldn't do that. No. Roman Reigns couldn't do that. Ricochet maybe could, but I don't think anyone else really could pull that off. With enough training in ballet, I could probably pull it off. Guess what? Roman Reigns doesn't need to do that because he has it. <laughs> you don't have to do flips and all of that fancy shit when you look like Roman Reigns. You just have to stand there. You don't got to do the splits when you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be a hell of a, that's, that's a good t-shirt. That's, that should be whoever's in a feud, you know, against Ricochet. That should be LA Knight's thing. You don't have to do the splits when you've got it. Yeah. You can add yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we then had uh, Jay talking to Paul Heyman. We had Shayna congratulate Ronda Rousey on her and then Shayna beat up Natalia. See, there's these women's storylines, but I mean, I, I don't know when that. Do not underplay happen. this moment because it was awesome. Oh, her being I love Natalia? Seeing, yes. First of all, why was Natalia there? Why was she talking? And how many times since you've been watching wrestling would you not want somebody to just put her to sleep as soon as she starts talking? It was great. It was great. And I've been I've been dying for this pair up of, of Shayna and Rhonda since they came to WWE. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Yes, me too. Yeah. I think this is gonna be the high point of Rhonda's run thus far, is her and Shayna. I think they're really gonna build that up for WrestleMania, but I think they're gonna make a good team too. She'd black saying love AEW, but they need more storylines. Agreed. 100%. They really do need to go back to just, or start writing completely made up storylines that have nothing to do with their personal lives or who they're dating or where they came from. Give me a character and a storyline so I can get invested in that and so your wrestlers can't fight each other every week. So, oh, I feel bad about this. Like, Phillies because... just pulled ahead six to five over the Astros. Yes, they did. Hit Row and Shinsuke versus Legato Del Fantasma. I'm glad to see Hit Row getting a win, but like Legato just debuted, man. They shouldn't be losing this soon. This is another thing. Hit Row did too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I what know. are we doing? Hit Row and Legato. Do we need these two stables? Listen, I'm a fan of both. I love them in NXT, but this is another example of all these returns coming back. It's like, okay, great to see him back. Now, where are we going with this? Are they just going to fight like this forever and be in this mid card molasses? Mid-Card Molasses. That's the name for a weekly show. Yeah. <laughs> It'll last six hours. Or we'll do a mid-card pay-per-view where it's just all feuds you're only mildly interested in. Yeah, I could I get with it, but we got to get really into it. We got to get really excited about like... Oh, and they got to the build it up. Feuds. They got to build it up like it's the biggest thing ever. You know? Um, so, uh, Ro- Paul Heyman... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This was the most Jewish content. I felt so seen by this. Paul Heyman talking about being uh, at, at synagogue and running into Logan Paul, to running into his doctor who knew Logan Paul's doctor. Oh, this was great. Um, but Logan Paul ain't winning a crown jewel. Well, like, stop pretending. You're insulting my intelligence by making it seem like this is even possibly going to be a thing. He'll land that lucky punch and he won't win. Yeah, stop saying that. Could you, like, that's the shittiest way to pitch somebody. What if they get that lucky punch? Yeah, yeah. what if James Ellsworth had gotten that lucky punch? <laughs> like, that's not what you should be saying about your main event for your biggest payday pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, the one thing I appreciated about this was Roman's attitude. Like, why are we watching this and what are you talking about? He was legitimately annoyed with Paul Heyman. 
Um, but you have to you have to make people think that Logan Paul has a shot here and, yes. and they're doing what they have to do. But they're not when they say a lucky punch. It should be like, you know, don't underestimate him. He's actually like a really credible fighter. He's had a really good matches. Don't Glenn, make it seem Glenn, like it's Logan Paul, it will be a lucky punch. They're making it seem like it's like the guy throwing the free throw at halftime for a chance to win ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. I mean, this man doesn't even know what a what chance is and, and where it comes from. But should they be building it up like that, I think is Glenn's point, which I do agree with. If you want to build a big match, I know it's Saudi Arabia and it's kind of this exhibition show that they throw away, but they have changed world titles at Saudi Arabia shows. And I'm not saying that it's very believable, but they kind of punted in terms of trying to make Yeah, yeah, Goldberg, Goldberg beat the Fiend. Okay, yeah. so no. I'm no. not going to defend the world title. I'm just saying it could happen. So they could take advantage of the fact that it could happen and at least try to convince somebody that Logan Paul has more than a lucky shot of a chance. Yes, and he does. I, I didn't appreciate that. He does. He's he's. No offense to Bad Bunny, but Logan Paul. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! Bye bye. <laughs> Don't even. No, because here's the one thing Logan Paul has on Bad Bunny. Logan Paul. He doesn't have anything on Bad Bunny. Okay, the only Lo thing he has on Bad Bunny is a tax break in Puerto Rico. That's the only thing he has on Bad Bunny. If okay, Logan Glenn Rubin. Don't go there. Don't go. There. Our friendship will be over. If Logan Paul was a random dude and not Logan Paul. <laughs> And you just saw him in a wrestling ring. He looks like somebody who would come out of the performance center. First of all, he's from Cleveland, Ohio. Bad Bunny was born and raised in the streets of Vega Baja, Puerto Rico. If you see them fighting, Bad Bunny will take him. Trust me on that. Who are you going to fight? A Logan Paul or Bad Bunny, Glenn? Answer wisely. It's a tough one. Um, if we're talking about a real fight, Logan Paul don't finish it. Hey, Logan Paul does these celebrity fights. I think Bad Bunny should yeah. be an opponent of his. I'd pay for that on show. I'm, I'm sorry, Bad really Bunny is too busy like being the highest grossing concert going on right now. And so that's the thing. Apologies. I'm just saying, I, I would legitimately like I don't even understand why you have to bring Bad Bunny into this. Like, he's not even in, in the wrestling business. I'm talking right about non-wrestlers getting high-profile opportunities. Okay, so talk about freaking... Shaquille O'Neal is coming back, or Mike Tyson, or well, somebody like but, that. Okay. You see, here's the reason I bring up Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, I think, is a is a contender. Bad Bunny and Logan Paul are the two best celebrity wrestlers of the last decade. Right. The one thing is, Bad Bunny does it for a hobby, and Logan Paul is actually taking himself seriously here. But I don't think he's wrong to, because I, I think Logan, Bad Bunny could do this seriously as well if he wanted to. That's okay. Oh. Logan Paul looks we, like we like actor. his music way too much. He don't need to leave us like that. Uh, She'd like 999. Alfred, you're not from the South. Whoa, just tossing. That is a fact. <laughs> you have to mix Golden Eagle syrup with butter and sop it up with buttermilk biscuits. Screw molasses. Wow. Yeah, that, is, that, that actually sounds Southern. I've never uh, had molasses in my life, by the way. Really? Ever. Oh. Uh, I, I don't mean, even know where I would get it. Oh, you can get it anywhere. You can get. I mean, you, I use it for baking a lot. It's just a sweetener. It's like a. Re, it's like a really heavy, thick syrupy. Okay, sweetener. well, maybe something that I've eaten has had molasses in it. It's like if um, it's like the healthier version of like using corn syrup in something. I see. But it's very heavy. Good though. Like yeah, I mean it's very sweet. Uh, so let's talk about la night and this promo and he's gonna feud with the poor ricochet yeah uh it's la night's world we're just living in it yeah <laughs> i don't give a sh f this guy i've never <laughs> liked him max dupree was a better character 
I there's he has done nothing in his promos. Can he wrestle? Sure. Is he charismatic? Sure. I don't know who this character is. I don't give a damn who this character is. Like the fact that they're switching back to this, like this is like Mick Foley going back to Cactus Jack. Like who? Like legitimately, if you give a shit about this, write me a a one hundred word essay explaining to me why you care and why I should care. And you cannot include the word yeah in the essay. (laughs) And you can't just pat it with I care about this very, 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 very much. 99 times. Use the chat and the best answer will be posted on here for free. Yes. It's, I mean, do you care? Alfred, are you? No, not in the slightest. I do like the guy in the ring and the talent. And I do not think about he's him a as good a person. talent. Not about yeah. him as a person. No, no, yeah, I'm, yeah I, obviously, yes. We're not talking about him personally. I'm just saying I like his talent and I like his talking. But the character that he portrays is just so Attitude Era-esque. And they're letting him do it here. Triple H seems to have taken a liking to this guy. But I just don't see it in terms of him going all the way on the main roster. This is the most impact wrestling shit I have seen in WWE in quite some time. <laughs> Isa, are you are you hyped for LA Knight? No. <laughs> Who titillated your juices more? LA Knight or Maximum Male Model? Max Dupree. No juices were titillated. <laughs> it's just a desert the whole time. He doesn't make you yeah, feel. It was oozy. a dry spell. <laughs> no, no oosiness. No oosiness. Um, Dan saying, "I like him. I don't know why." Like that's. that's yeah. <laughs> that's our leading candidate for the essay as to why LA Knight should be on television. Mm, I don't know. I just kind of like him. Seems like a likable guy. He is like he makes Braun Breaker look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Braun Breaker is Stone Cold Steve Austin. What are you talking about? Man, first we're going after Bad Buddy, now Braun Breaker. Don't go after my guy like that. Braun Breaker's <laughs> a great wrestler with a great look and a great uh, heritage, but... One year Breaker. from now, he will be on the main roster as Rex Steiner in Triple H's WWE, okay. and we'll all be going crazy for him, and, and I will pull up all these receipts like, oh, wasn't I saying this before anybody else? Make LA Knight his manager. Hey, yeah. Solved. Make Scott Steiner his manager, and don't script him. Which... I think Scott Steiner as Braun Breaker's manager, if they did it in NXT, I, I think it'd be the best thing in wrestling. But I want to flash back to like three months ago when we got like the Maximum Male Models water promo. I mean, Maximum Male Models was like batshit crazy, but it, it, it worked. It was entertaining. And First they just kind of weeks, dropped so. it. They dropped it before it got stale. Right. And now it's just like, it's not even a thing. Like, yeah. It, uh, it's very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Um, speaking of uh, gimmicks that are going nowhere, Mad Cat Moss took on Karrion Cross in a competitive match in the sense that Karrion Cross didn't just destroy him in 30 seconds. Yeah, I've, I've liked the entrances they're doing with Karrion Cross. I always thought that they'd look better in NXT because it's a smaller building, the way they do that entrance. But I really like how they produce it on TV. And yeah, it's a good it's cool. package. They do a good job presenting them. But the match was whatever. And Matt Moss, the guy's so talented. And they literally do nothing with him. They make him as generic as possible yeah. from his music to his gear. They don't tell you anything about him. Really, all they said about him, they're like, well, let's see if he can get over leaving Baron Corbin. It's like, that's your job. You were supposed to come up with some character that he's supposed to be leaving Baron Corbin. 
But I thought he looked good. And when he fired up, people got into it. But for the most part, it was kind of a mid-match. Karrion Cross needs more good competition because the entrance is good. I mean, Karrion, the presentation is great. But yeah, it's like, this doesn't do anyone any favors. Um, and, it's amazing uh, how badass he looks when Drew McIntyre is halfway across the world being the first man, like the, the groomsman for Sheamus. So... Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Seamus. Uh, Congratulations to our boy. He got married. That looked like a fairy tale wedding. Good job. Congratulations, Seamus. People in the chat pointing out LA Knight used to wrestle as Dick Rick. Nice that day. is another that... face of LA Knight. Or another <laughs> yeah. face. May not be the face of LA Knight. <laughs> That's what his name was. That would actually be a solid gimmick if just every week he had a new gimmick. It was kind of like what we did. Oh, that I night thought you were talking about. No. <laughs> We're gonna let that die with he who uh must not be named, who is no longer in the wrestling community. But no, I think uh similar to the night when we kept doing the changing of names and gimmicks, that's what LA Knight's thing should be, that every week he's got like a dumb new gimmick until he finally gets the one that really sticks. Isn't that like when uh when Dolph Ziggler was coming out to people's entrances every week? No, 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 but he should like really put thought into it. I remember that. As doing like a sort like a different fleshed out gimmick. He should yeah. flesh out Dick Rick is what I'm saying. <laughs> that Dick Rick gimmick would be hard. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I want to see that gimmick. Uh so and then we had Ray Mysterio good beat up by gunther backstage oh this was so great anytime that ray mysterio gets beat up and angel gets <laughs> like, <laughs> like <I'm, laughs> especially because ray was like i just want to say i'm enjoying being back on smackdown and gunther was like yeah when well, you're enjoying this face in your face like it was awesome <laughs> i fought for it no, it was fun. I like how he just got hit with a chair out of nowhere. Four guys just like talking about, oh, I'm so happy to be a pal. <laughs> and then uh, Gunther slapped like shit out of him. Yo, you know, he was sitting on the ground looking at Gunther, knowing that I had to face him next week. Saying, I should have just beaten my son's ass. <laughs> he pulls up with an injury next day, like, oh, whoa, I'm like, I got a pec injury. I'm not going to be able to. He's gonna go back to raw crime because like Imperium bullying him or something. Because you know he's soft. Okay, wait, so well, you know who's not soft, Dick Rick. Uh night one with in defensive LA Knight. Oh, and maybe his name Ooh, even. Good it's spelled different. His LA Knight's catchphrases are fun and ridiculous. Could are you thinking, Alfred, what are some of those great LA Knight catchphrases that all the kids are saying at school? No, I just go on Peacock and watch Stokel Steve Austin and I get him there. Yes. Uh, what are the what are the streets saying? Isa in Puerto Rico, you can't go anywhere without hearing people repeat LA Knight's catchphrases, which are so yeah. memorable. We're just thinking of dozens of them right now that we can repeat off the top of our heads. He's got dummy. He's got yeah. What else? <laughs> What's his catchphrase? Is the damn it <laughs> on the tip of my tongue? It's uh, the ba that's the bottom. <laughs> what is it? Come on, help me out here. Uh, yeah, it, so Night One says the character's always been over the top to the point of being undeniably entertaining. Really? Because I don't think we're having trouble denying it. Uh, but I do acknowledge he doesn't appeal to everyone. I mean, like, I like shitty gimmicks. Sometimes I think shitty gimmicks, like wrestling needs shitty gimmicks. Shitty gimmicks can be awesome. But I mean, this this is neither. Here's the thing. It's like music. 
some music is really, really good. And you go, wow, that's really talented. That's really insightful. They really said something deep. And some music is like O-Town's Liquid Dreams, where you're like, this is a word that we don't say anymore, but you all know the word I'm thinking of. And that's how we described it back in the year 2000, because we were less enlightened then and less sensitive to things. But if you have stuff that's really dumb and stuff that's really good, those are both entertaining. Everything in the middle, just kind of meh. Like, I don't want to listen to that stuff. I don't want, I don't want mid. I want horrible or I want brilliant. And sometimes it's a fine line between the two. I do think he has a chance though. I would, I would completely agree that he's mid right now, but if he changes things up a little bit, he might have a chance. And whose game is it? That's the catchphrase I'm looking for. Whose game, whose game is it? Whose game? Yeah. <sighs> Like I haven't really thought about this too much before, but now that I'm thinking about this, now I'm like, I'm now I'm upset thinking about this, just to what a mid freaking gimmick this is. They should put uh, the title on him. What if he beats Roman Reigns? Please, said, please, please Alfred, 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 go away. I'm being hypothetical. I'm saying. Madcap Moss had stupid jokes, but at least I remember what Madcap Moss's gimmick is. Like I knew. What is it? What is it, Glenn? He was the guy that had the like really dumb jokes, like. That okay, was but that thing. was his old gimmick. What's his gimmick now? I don't, does he even have a gimmick now? No! Exactly. exactly. Not that I like that Madcap Moss gimmick. I thought it was horrible. But between these two, at least that was something. At least there was something that he could do to get heat. And it was a character that they were working with. This is much worse. It almost seems like they're going out of their way to make him as invisible as possible. Yes. But if LA Knight's gimmick is like, I'm LA Knight and I'm the best. Yeah. Whose game is it? Yeah. Like... That's like the creator the, wrestlers yeah, the, yeah, in, in WWE 2K22, the stock wrestlers with like the most generic shit is slightly better than what LA Knight is doing. Man. Yeah. Is there, LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any saving thing. this character? I mean, uh, I get that some people like this, but you're not. I mean, if you ask me right now to defend any wrestler I like, I could probably talk for the entire for like three podcasts worth about why I like that wrestler. There's no shortage. You I could ask you about any wrestler you like, you can go on and on and on. Alfred, you the same. But with LA Knight, I'm not seeing like Mojo Raleigh. I could probably talk a good half hour on why I liked Mojo Raleigh. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. But with LA Knight, wow. I just don't get it, man. So that's like 29 and a half minutes longer than I could talk about Mojo Rowe. <laughs> Mojo Mojo. Mojo Raleigh made me aware. Yeah, he's a man. He's a man. Mojo Raleigh made me aware that Zubas are still a thing, and I bought a bunch of Zubas. I own two pairs of Zuba pants, two Zuba sweatshirts, four Zuba ties. That's right. Zubas makes ties for times when you want to be business, but also show people that you're just a wacky freaking asshole who loves professional wrestling and dumb things. You can advertise that with your Zuba ties, of which I own four. Because I'm that guy. I don't get hype. I stay hype. Hell yeah. Bring back Mojo. Bring back absolutely bring back Mojo. Mojo, 
Like, but then they did the mirror thing. And I can even talk about that. I could talk about why the mirror thing is bad because I love Mojo, but the mirror thing with the blue marker, oh, that was bad. And that was bad in a way, though, that we could talk about at length. LA Knight, I got about, you know, 90 seconds. And most of it is just going, what? What? Explain it to me. What's good about this? Give me a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that does he say that there's some reason this came in my mind like and you know what's funny about this there are people that listen to this are like la nice catchphrases yeah because you don't know because he ain't got one he said alfred nodding along like wait is that his catchphrase i don't want to sound dumb and be like that sounds catchphrase because you don't know yeah he's trying with it he's, he's definitely trying to get it over him now. every time i see him every time i see him i say yeah out loud i will say that yeah that's that's about that's it yeah and again in fairness we're going to do what we always do in this the blame is on ww creative not on the entertainer themselves yeah <laughs> So Bray Wyatt, we talked about it before. Still got that new music. You like the music, Issa? You like that song? I do. I like it too. I like it up until the piano and stuff starts coming in. That's when it starts to lose me. I think the build is good, but then it's just kind of like, this just doesn't feel like a wrestling theme to me. I really wish they would make it available already on like Apple Music because I want to listen to it without the end. I just want to listen to the song on its own, but... As of right now, I like it, and I like his original entrance music. I like the themes, like hardcore metal remix to it, and I like this one. So uh, good job to Bray Wyatt to like changing his music and always making it work somehow. And the crowd loves him. Alfred, uh, were you excited? Were you on the edge of your seat tonight waiting to see what Bray Wyatt was going to say? Not necessarily the edge of my seat, but I was perked up waiting to see what he was going to say. And I did feel like I learned nothing. And I got mostly like of I what learned happened. Nothing. I got mostly <laughs> wait, of what's already been wait, happening. Wait, if people now people are gonna harp on this podcast, we're like, well, Glenn, what the fuck hard on do you have against Eli Drake and LA Knight? <laughs> you said this shit. But I just want to say that Alfred about Bray Wyatt, where I had some valid criticisms about the presentation that I mask, Alfred was like, I learned nothing. I learned nothing. No, they they're pacing up very slowly and so they're essentially doing the same thing he's just kind of talking about how he's happy to be back this is me i promise and it did seem like he might have gotten lost in that i feel like he i think he wrote his notes on his hand and because i saw him look down at his hand a couple of times with this promo but i think that it's going somewhere and i'm willing to wait this out i believe in the talent of bray wyatt i didn't think the uncle howdy mask was that bad i do think it was a little on the campy side but this is interesting. We're just going to have to wait and see. I don't think anybody came out of this like with a definitive answer of what this is going to be. I think they're keeping us in the dark. Firefly Funhouse was so dope because we got so much different stuff. It did start repeating a bit after a while, but early on, we had so much different stuff. Bray Wyatt's weakness. Okay, let me just give you a real criticism here. Every iteration of Bray Wyatt, the weakness is it very quickly turns into word salad and just sort of like we had artificial intelligence ingest his previous promos and spit out what a new promo should sound like. Um, and I, I just worry about that tonight. There was a little bit of all shucks. I was waiting for the pivot. I was like, is he going to start telling us, you know, and you know, I feel so positive and you too can work from home and be your own boss. If you just get involved <laughs> in my multi-level marketing scheme, I was waiting for like, what's the reveal going to be. And we got the cut to Uncle Howdy, 
and that mask, and you know, it's just all. Like it was a bit anticlimactic. Well, based on the QR code, I'm gonna let it play out. And I know those are forbidden words in wrestling, but the the <clears throat> the QR code just showing the world liar as as he's cutting a heartfelt promo to me. It's Bray trying too hard to convey that he's been genuine and this is really him and he's he's going to swerve us. Is he trying to fool us? I don't know. Well, let me tell you, let me ask you this, Ethan. You're doing all the QR codes. You're sending people around the interwebs. You've got. Well, I don't. Know. I don't. I don't do. I don't personally do them. I wait for somebody on Twitter okay. to post okay. it. I don't have time for that. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Whose game is it? Yeah. No. Um. Here's the thing. That. You've got a national freaking TV show. You put your A plus material. Like when The Office would do webisodes, those weren't the best episodes of The Office. Those weren't written by the writers. That was written by like the writer's assistant of The Office, and Steve Carell didn't show up in that shit. You know, when you're doing online content, that's supplemental. Your best material should be on the main TV show that the most people watch. And then you could supplement that and, and flesh it out a bit. Flesh it out. Dick Rick style. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I like the flesh it out catchphrase, though. That should be on T-shirts. Yeah. And condoms. LA Knight should use that as his catchphrase. <laughs> Bray Wyatt, let me just put him over here. Bray Wyatt, master of reinvention, getting people excited, interested, invested. They're taping another episode tonight. We got backstage stuff. The Fiend Mask was there tonight. Maybe that's going to be featured in this other thing that they're taping. Like, I'm not done with this yet. I'm just saying they're starting to creep towards the dangers of the things that have sunk Bray in the past. And that worries me because, again, like like this and the bloodline, the, the honorary use, two best storylines in WWE in recent memory. I don't want either of them to screw up. Right, and, and the honorary ooze hasn't really advanced and it's still staying just as entertaining. It's well, just Sammy it's saying that Jay's not being oozy and, and Jay hating Sammy. That's what it's been for weeks if you want to, you know, compare it. They haven't done a payoff and I don't think we're going to oh, see a payoff for a little no, bit. The bloodline, okay, before Sammy Zayn got in the picture, the bloodline shit was getting stale. And I was like, when are they taking the title off Roman? Oh my God. Like this WrestleMania. Is just, yeah, but the, I mean, come on, before the Sammy thing, this was running to the ground. Now, Sammy has caused everyone, and to an extent Solo, has caused everyone to step up their game. Like, you can tell that that's put a pep in everyone's step in the bloodline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know I know what you're saying. What I'm saying is that the bloodline storyline hasn't advanced. It's just these characters are making it work, doing the same thing in a different variation of it every week. They Even just the Uzi stay- this Jay Uso Sami Zayn thing has been going on for weeks. It's not the first time that Sami Zayn says the Uzi thing. It's just as funny every time. This thing got people to break character. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love that. What I'm trying to say is, it, 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 it's the same energy. It's the same thing. Same presentation. Storyline not advancing. We're gonna do the same thing, just slightly different, and people are gonna love it. That's what they did with Bray. It worked with the Bloodline tonight. So, so. Let's talk about AEW, which was live tonight. 
What? All right, well, that's you it say... for me tonight. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> they took away our number one complaint, which is that a pre-taped AEW Rampage is often predictable and lackluster. And instead, we got a live show opening with John Moxley versus Matt Menard in an AEW World Championship Eliminator match. Alfred, were you rooting for Matt Menard? I was. I think Matt Menard is criminally underrated, but you do matches like this. There's no way he's winning it. And such is the bane of Rampage's existence. I can tell you exactly what the result of every match is going to be. And at the end, I'm asking myself, what did this accomplish? And how has this advanced anybody's storylines? And why is your world champion fighting every week, even on your B-plus show? Like, Well, I, I mean, we do have some people that are that. out right now. Yeah, and they do need to, if they want Rampage to be a show that anybody gives a shit about, they need to start putting bigger stars on there. But in meaningful Why? Why? When you're seeing the same people that you're seeing on Wednesday. Yeah, it could be different stars. It it could be whatever they decide to do. It should be big stars, but they should advance storylines. And to your point, if they want to do it with different people, they should. We already know John Moxley's storyline. You have 100,000 titles on that show. 100,000 titles on that show. Why are we seeing the world? He just... Had a they got they more than 100,000 titles. You're a little Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I might just miscount it. Shout out to Mauricio Laos. Dick Rick should be on Raw. Damn. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> Whose game is it? It was it? a good match. Yeah. It was a good match, though. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. And Stokely Hathaway was out there confronting Moxley after. I thought he was uh, fired. That was good. And we're going to get Moriarty, Lee Moriarty versus Moxley on he Wednesday. He was fired at the end of Dynamite. Why is he here? MJF's going to be here, by the way. Yeah, I hope so. Like, turning the face will be a mistake. Yeah. I mean, this it's re- all everyone's talking about this week, though. Oh, MJF face. He's yeah. going to be here. This reminds me of when The Rock went babyface, where he was just getting so popular. So he went babyface for about a couple of months just to placate the fans, but then he joined the corporation. And he was a heel for like another year or so after that, and a great heel before finally going face. So I think MJF still has a lot of heel juice, and this is all part of his plan. Okay, so Jade Cargill could give LA Knight a lesson or two in promos because Jade Cargill was doing pull-ups and addressing Nyla Rose and cutting a promo. That was pretty good. We saw a couple of multitasking promos tonight. That, Karrion Cross cutting a promo while he had the cross jacket on. Mm. This was good. Uh, What would Dick Rick be doing while he was cutting a promo? Fleshing it out. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, say what you will. You know that pro. I'm not even gonna say it. Never mind. You have to. Now. You have we're to. not gonna. We're not advancing this podcast until you finish that. Time. Nope. I mean, say what you will about the substance of the promo, but it'd be long and it'd be girthy. <laughs> Didn't that feel good? Ah, oh, Keith Lee versus Serpentico. Keith Lee won. Of course. Good. Um, but oh my god. Billy Gunn's missing. <laughs> swerve. Swerve like like this is just like some shit out of Saw. Swerve has yeah. tied up and like damages his scissoring hand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was it was very weird uh, what yeah. went on here, but I liked it. <laughs> I like that uh, Keith Lee was obviously not aware that this was happening and maybe not on board. They kind of teased that. 
uh, I was laughing at the acclaim saying, we're his family, we're his family. Then why weren't you with him when he got kidnapped? I swerved, like, where were you, right? And then later on, on commentary, like literally in the next segment, Jim Ross says, yeah, Keith Lee wasn't a part of him. I talked to him about it. And I'm like, when? When he was walking backstage? Like, when did this happen? <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, they're, they're really building up this uh, rubber match between these two teams. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. I like it. I know people were up in arms that FTR lost or whatever. They can get it too. And I think that Swerve in your glory and the acclaimed have had two very, very excellent matches. And I think this rubber match is going to be heated. <sighs> Damaged his scissoring hand. That's horrible. Think- that's that's heel right there. That's a heel move. Do they bring him left-handed scissors? Because they do make those. Uh, they'll have him back, and we have to use like safety scissors, like the yeah. guy who used to cut cardboard with. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can he, will he ever scissor again? Oh, it's Maybe emotionally, it'll be too difficult for him. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll yeah. be triggering the scissor. Yes. Um, we so... are really triggers my scissor. <laughs> Tonight's the night where I really hope talent is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Particularly LA Knight. He'll pull up on you if he, if he hears this podcast. Yeah. I'm like, Glenn's right there. He's in Vegas. <laughs> Go get him, Dick. <laughs> Again, this has nothing to do with him as a person. This is creative. Knock on your door and flesh it out, baby. No, no, no. You keep that same energy. <laughs> I'm going to get a voicemail tomorrow morning being like, whose game is it? Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know the we are like really finding out, though. Like he's poochie. Like, yeah. <laughs> Madison yeah. Rain versus Tay Mello. Decent Fine. length match in the usual slot. It was Yeah. Fine. Tony Javon, called it a great, great match. Too, too many greats. Justified, this is awesome shit. <laughs> yeah. Justified. <laughs> Keep watching Rampage on TNT. Live. Live. Did I mention this show is live? Unlike this tweet, did I mention this is live? <laughs> it was a great match. <laughs> um, Ethan Page was backstage with Lexi Nair asking about the firm's attack on MJF. MJF changed, man. Cap, cap, totally cap. That, that means lie. And I can't wait. Um, Wardlow versus Matt Taven for the TNT Championship. Looking at this promo, look, I think Matt Taven's talented. I'm glad to see Mike and Maria in AEW. But like, if you were at, if you if you were sitting there thinking like, okay, been a good night of wrestling. The Oos thing was good. You know that Glenn Rubenstein tweeted a really uh, good deep fake with the I Love Oosie with Sami Zayn as Lucille Ball. And you were thinking, what a night for wrestling. Yes. Um, Roman Reigns is Ricky Ricardo, who I was looking, I was like, you yeah, thinking like, I'm like, damn, Roman looks nice in that suit with that haircut. Uh, Paul and his Fred Mertz. Yes. Oh my God. Oh yeah, I could do that. I should totally do that. That's good. That's, that's really good. I'll have to do that later and I won't get done with this. But uh, so if you're sitting there watching Matt Taven's promo and you're like, I think I could safely turn Rampage off. I think I know who's winning this match for the TNT Championship. You were correct. I mean, you knew before the promo, though. I knew when the match was announced. Yeah. 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 But this is tough, though, right? Because, like, they're trying to make Taven 
and Mike and Maria feel like their presence is a big deal. But why not have because them I, I don't know if you heard JR on commentary, but when they showed Mike Bennett, he said, oh, it must be bring your husband to work day. <laughs> Do you think like Vince McMahon just cooked this, uh, cooked this guy and like he's never recovered from the Mike and Maria Canellas angle? I think he... I think he has if he goes to AEW because he still does have street cred on the indies as Mike Bennett. So that's going to get him something. But it's a crowd sweet. like this, uh, they, you know, they don't really remember a Mike Bennett or really care much about ROH because they haven't given him a reason to. They're just more belts that they can add. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it felt like Groundhog Day because after this, they did this, and they did this two weeks ago. Like, I took last week off. I don't know what happened last week, but after this, after Wardlow won, then Samoa Joe runs out again. Like, yeah. it's the exact same shit that they did two weeks ago. Wardlow, Wardlow, you have to put him over. That's but all this table is, is one guy saving the other. I'm actually, I saving in this match. I thought he looked great against Me him. too. I thought it was awesome. Oh, Matt can wrestle. With his work, he put himself on the map. Matt Taven can like absolutely go. I felt like his promo was very good. He showed a lot of charisma. I thought he floated out there. It was very fleet of foot. I thought, I mean, I know this guy is a talent. It's just how are they going to capitalize on this talent, which they have yeah. not answered with a lot of people. But I'm watching this Matt Taven just go in there with Wardlow, and I thought he had a very good match. And the Powerhouse Hobbs music hit. He came to the ring, Gates of Agony attacked. Yeah, who hasn't been seen in weeks, and even commentary have to say, who does he have his sights on? Because they didn't even know why they put Powerhouse Hops in this spot. He looked great, by the way, but it was just funny that they, they didn't even know because he hasn't been a part of a program or on TV since I thought the whole Ricky Starks thing. That's the last thing I remember Powerhouse Hops doing that was significant. So, they, they and of course, remember. the show, yeah, and the show ends with a big, Clusterfuck and everybody just becoming Which involved. Which is what they did two weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it always ago. ends. So would you rather end with Captain Howdy's mask or this? Oh, that's a tough one. No, I think they should have ended with uh, this screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> that is gold. That is gold. I mean, Daddy Ass is scissoring hand. Could be permanently damaged. He might never scissor again. Gosh. That's, that's a tragedy. I, hope I mean, honestly... That that would have been this, this segment ending would have had like this would have been more of a WTF than the Uncle Howdy thing if they'd ended with this segment and really Great. just presented it with the, with this scene and this screaming right at the end. It would have been the greatest ending of 2022. <laughs> and I love how AEW has so many titles that they had to go off the air teasing two title programs at the same time. Like next week, it's gonna be like five people in the ring with a belt. Like I'm gonna win this belt. No, I'm gonna win this belt. No, I'm gonna win this belt. <laughs> <laughs> Jax Catlin's 420. Hey, Jax. Uh, here's some Greens cheers in 420. I get Hell it. Yeah, Jax. I get hey. it. <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Um, whose game is it, though? Much like the eternal question but... of who's the boss. Whose game is it? Yeah. <laughs> Stick Rick's game. Stick Rick. <laughs> they click forever. <laughs> see now you guys got me hype. I want to see this return. Screw all these. Charlie oh, needs to start letting people bring back their old gimmicks from the indies. And you know what? What you say to the end of his promo? He'd be like, "Dick Rick's coming for you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it right. I mean, we gotta do this. It's gotta. It's gotta happen. <laughs> we 
gotta get this, this trending. So this is again, this is why I'm pissed. He is talented. LA Knight is very talented. And this is what they're giving him. Yeah. Yes. Ah, so good to see you all. I've missed uh missed doing this on a regular basis. We did Halloween Havoc. It was out Tuesday. We're back tonight. But this, you know, there was some good stuff. The ooze, the ooze, the oosiness. Like that, just so much joy in that bloodline promo. It was great. Excellent. Really good. So Halloween, Monday night, Monday Night Raw on Halloween. Yeah. Roman Reigns is gonna be there, Brock Lesnar's gonna be there. And the Halloween trick or treat match will be between Otis and Matt Riddle. Oh, the trick-or-treat fight. It's going to be a late entry for match of the year. I'm calling it right now. (laughs) Okay. Well, Issa, do you have any big plans for Halloween weekend? No. Alfred, do you have any big plans for Halloween weekend? Not particularly, no. I'll be in the... You're not going to go as Dick Rick for Halloween? I I (laughs) might now. (laughs) That was Magnum Rick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you'll be tag teaming with uh, the black fiend in the firefly trap house <laughs> yeah yeah that'll be the opening scene yeah <laughs> yeah well thank you so much for coming out everyone uh isis at nyc demon diva alfred's at this is nasty i'm eklund rubenstein have a great weekend and this weekend ask yourself whose game is it yeah. Have a new C weekend, everyone. Happy Halloween. Good night. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.